Hello and welcome to the Oslo Raw podcast with me, Tiril Refsum, the founder and owner of Scandinavia's leading plant-based cafe chain and wellness concept Oslo Raw, which is all about pleasure and finding happiness and health in the smallest of things. And of course, eat a lot of raw chocolate cake. I started Oslo Raw back in 2016 and because I wanted to share my passion for healthy foods after a long time of being burned out, exhausted and depressed after not really taking care of myself. After one year of running my first cafe, I had 17 employees, published my first best-selling cookbook, and today we are a team of over 35 members with multiple cafes and a bakery and another best-selling book, as well as running this podcast. On this show, I invite in inspiring people who share their challenges, life stories and ideas with us. We talk about business career, health and how to optimize yourself and serve the world. Today I'm chatting with Ville Sletten, one of the first holistic skincare therapists here in Norway, with a big passion for enhancing inner and outer beauty with her clients and followers. She has many, many years of experience and tried tons of different products to obtain the perfect skin, but she discovered that when she stopped using products, her skin started to heal. We talk about this and everything you need to know about natural skincare and hair care, like using no shampoo, the strive of perfectionism and clean skin, the feeling of lack within and how to give your skin and hair the best care. Wilde talks about facial massage, hormonal skin, beauty hacks, oils, creams and how to welcome acne. Let's begin. Welcome to the show, my dear friend, Wilde. Thank you, thank you. I never actually met you, but uh, I feel that uh, we stand for a lot of the same values. And I followed you for a long time on social media. And uh, you're very different than most uh, people. You you show up very real in a way that many most women are scared to confront it themselves. Um, how, why do you do that? Why do you show yourself so vulnerable and without filter consistently um i think this comes from i think initially from uh, a need to kind of be seen and heard for who i am and not the um, who i am like the one i want to represent like um a perfect daughter, a perfect uh, employee, but who I am like on the inside, like the true me. And I feel like to um, to be seen and heard as that person, I have to strip away all the layers that kind of make up my, um, uh, my kind of outer shell, I guess, uh, because if, this need or this kind of need I have to be seen and heard for who I am if I want to uh, actually accomplish that I feel like I need to you know show the true me Um, I can be seen and heard for who I maybe wish to be but then that would be sort of fake if that makes sense (laughs) yeah but you struggled a lot because you wanted to you were sickly uh, obsessed 
obsessed with being perfect and in your skin and you tried everything and you wanted to uh, you felt that the skin symbolized how you were you know so you went through all of this can you tell me a little bit about that journey and how you transformed to where you are now yeah of course um so i think or actually as i'm talking about this now this is kind of coming to me live (laughs) um i feel like the same need to not share from this outer shell is also linked to my uh, obsession with the skin. Um, That's kind of exciting. (laughs) Um, But um, I went through that process because I found that my skin and my appearance more and more started to dictate like how how I felt and how successful I thought I was. Um, and we can go like way back to my childhood where I was bullied for being, um, slightly overweight. (laughs) And this is kind of where it all started. Um, and then I think I kind of never have gotten completely away from that. And I, I think I had to find like my way of I guess, reclaiming my beauty. Uh, And then that kind of journey started with my skin, you know, trying to take care of my skin. And first I went into it like really, I guess, conventionally, like, okay, I started learning about all the products, all the acids and everything I could use on my skin to make it beautiful. Uh, And then I went to school to learn more about skincare and beauty. Uh, And then halfway through school, I started realizing that we are kind of being brainwashed into uh, this thing that I've also been kind of, I guess, brainwashed to believe that I have to have beautiful skin. And everything was so focused around uh, removing things like removing your wrinkles, removing your acne, um, and not so much about like adding uh, joy and, uh, and pleasures. So Um, when I kind of realized that I was like what is going on (laughs) Um, we don't need all these products and uh, methods and ailments to be beautiful we uh, uh, we already have it within us and that just made it so obvious to me what I had to do which was to remove everything I mean if I was going to uh, do this all in which is kind of what I do as a person I'm a real like all or nothing kind of person (laughs) Um, so then I just started stripping away all the products that I was kind of addicted to because that's what I think it was it was an addiction Um, and then I started realizing that I had to find other ways to find beauty and those uh, realizations were um, quite profound (laughs) What was that? Um, <laughs> um, it's more of a feeling, I think is like the biggest one. I realized that beauty is not something you maybe can, you know, see, but it's something that you feel. And um, sometimes I struggle with explaining this feeling because some people are like me and they're like, Oh, I've tried everything and I don't feel good. I have low self-esteem. I don't, I don't know what to do. Can you help me? And then 
I, I want to help them, you know, to try to feel beautiful, but sometimes it's, um, it's not the easiest job. I mean, I guess everyone can relate to this when someone just says, oh, just go into yourself and just feel what you have. You are, you are more than enough and you are beautiful. Um, but it's more of like a state of mind, I guess, um, which is what I realized. And then that kind of led on to um, the more not so drastic approach that I went with to like remove everything, but more, okay, so where can I find this feeling of beauty in everything that I do? So if that includes products, if that includes shampoo or no shampoo, you know, like, can I find this feeling of feeling beautiful in the things I do, then I'm going to do it. Wow, I just love the concept of raw. You know, that's also why I called my <clears throat> cafes Oslo Raw because I like it without anything on. It's natural, it is what it is, but still I can feel a conflict. So when my skin break out, breaks out and I, it really hits my, my self-esteem. I think it's so sad that even though I really love natural and when I see your posts, I feel such a relief, you know, as wow, there are imperfect women out there, you know, that actually we know everybody's imperfect, but the, it is so empowering for me to see you as transparent as you are, but still I have this conflict inside. So when it happens to me, I can feel like, oh, I'm not that good. I don't have that. You also wrote one time that you're not that spontaneous. You're not that open. Um, I think it's really sad. I think we have to, um, it's a process. Uh, to 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 understand that it's coming from inside but our strive for perfectionism in this society is crazy you know and social yeah. media is crazy but you, you see this wave now of many many famous people coming out with um, breakouts you know and, and taking photos of it what do you think about that I think it's um, a great start to this uh, whole movement um, but when you were talking there now, I'm kind of realizing this is, there is so many levels to this. So maybe for some people, you start out like really showcasing your flaws, kind of like the way I've done it. I feel like I've, I've shown my acne, I've shown my, um, my not so great uh, sides. Um, but then I feel like maybe that is a start for some people. And then you have to just kind of continue because there will be days when you uh, will maybe feel proud of showcasing this and other days where you just kind of feel ugly and you know um, and I feel that like every day when you say you struggle with that and um, I, I do it too like every every single day um, sometimes uh, when my skin is clear I I feel, I feel like a better person. I feel like a nicer person. I feel like I smile at everyone and everyone is smiling at me. And it's like, I'm kind of searching for those um, confirmations everywhere. And then when my skin is um, uh, bad or it's uh, breaking out, I feel like I'm hiding myself and I'm kind of grumpy. And, um, and this, this like it switches between those two uh, almost every day. Um, and I guess, so the next kind of level to this is to also accept that and not 
always try to, you know, feel that um, beautiful feeling, even when you have acne or whatever. Um, but also accepting that you will feel bad, that you will feel ugly. I mean, it, it, it kind of sounds, I don't know how that sounds, but um, I think that's an important step as well to not believe that you will go into vulnerability and go into raw things and feel amazing all the time because you won't. So the first step is to embrace the feeling, but not try to fix it, but maybe more make a space for <clears throat> the feeling to come up. And maybe, maybe, and often I experience this, when I really embrace it, I'm not running away from it, I'm not trying to fix it or think positive or anything, I'm just feeling shit, you know, bring it on. And I'm also maybe saying it to the mirror, like, yeah, here I am, look at this, you know, to really put it out there. It kind of frees me quite quickly. But then I'm not managing that every time. But when I, I feel so raw, when I really feel it all and not expecting perfectionism in the, oh, I'm, I have much acne today. I feel perfect. It's just, um, it's not human. We must allow these feelings. So, okay, that's the first step to, to, to natural beauty is actually embracing whatever feeling comes up and maybe looking into the mirror and saying, hi, I'm here for you, you know? So we don't seek approval on the street for everybody because it's exhausting. I've done that my whole life. So I, I know the feeling. <laughs> so I'm trying to kind of stop in the mirror and like, hello, Tiril, um, you're really great. And maybe say something positive that I achieved, you know. And then I can feel my shoulder relaxes. And that must be very healthy, you know, for the whole body that muscle starts to relax. So that is the first step. But if we go into more practical things like, if you want to, if any listeners want to go natural now with their skincare, what are the steps to um, to go natural? I mean, hair and face. I love this question. Um, you're gonna have to stop me if I just uh, go on rambling. Um, okay, so <laughs> the first thing you do is look at all your products and just kind of get familiar with the ingredients. And um, it kind of goes for the same as food. If you can't understand the ingredients, maybe it's not the best for you. Um, so just kind of uh, bring some awareness into the products you have. I'm really not for ditching everything and throwing everything away, um, but maybe just kind of getting to know the ingredients, maybe Googling um, um, and kind of just see what the effect of that ingredient is. So that's the first step. And then you can just kind of take um, uh, just kind of take stock with how how does this product make me feel? It's kind of like um, what's her name? Uh, Marie Kondo, the cleaning organizer person. Um, she's like, does this spark joy? Isn't that something I think? Um, so you can kind of do the same with your products. Like, does this make me feel good? Does this do something for me? And if you truly love a product, don't feel like you have to toss it just because the ingredients are bad, you know? So just kind of do those two things, check them out, get familiar with ingredients, and then um, check to see how they make you feel. Um, and then uh, from there, you can start to um, get to know what your skin needs. 
And if you are unsure of what your skin needs, I of course recommend going to a skin therapist or a doctor or something like that. But in general, what all skin types need is hydration um, and protection. So we split those two into the hydration, which is mostly water-based products um, and protection, which is mostly oil-based. So in our skin, we have both of these things. We have water, we have oils and some other things, um, but these are the two main components that uh, your skin has and needs. So in a moisturizer, like the white creamy moisturizer that we're all uh, familiar with, it's, um, it includes water and oil in some kind of mix with um, some um, emulsion ingredients and other like preservatives to keep it in that state. So essentially what you're doing is you're putting oil and water on your face. No, yeah, um, and then um, your skin is kind of um, absorbing both of those at the same time, which um, if you look at it more, I guess uh, in chemistry or yeah, it's like oil and water, they don't mix, you know? So you need a lot of extra ingredients to make those two combine. And those extra ingredients are usually not so good for your skin. They are usually um, uh, ingredients that uh, can maybe open up your skin barrier and make it more sensitive. Um, so what you can do instead of using a moisturizer is uh, get these both ingredients uh, by first applying something water-based and then applying something oil-based which is more natural because, you know, water will want to soak up immediately. So that can be maybe like um, organic rose waters mist, like a facial mist, or uh, some 99% aloe vera gel. Um, and then when that is kind of soaked up, you can apply uh, some oil, for example. Okay, so, so the aloe vera and the mist is uh, the first step. Yes, because that is water-based and you so want the water cream. first. Not necessarily cream. No, because the cream is already water and oil combined ah, together. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. great. Okay, I need to learn this. I've never taken care of my skin, <laughs> uh, never used sunscreen, anything. Uh, but I, I, now I started to, I switched to oils instead of using only like really high-tech creams that I got... Uh, but uh, it's a transition, you know, going from cream to oil. But uh, it feels better. It really sparks joy. I love Marie Kondo. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's, uh, it just feels natural. But I'm definitely going to use um, aloe vera and some hydration thing. So um, what about cleansing? So the cleansing should only be done if you have product on your face that needs to be washed off. So, for example makeup or sunscreen um, if you don't if you only use the hydration and the protection uh, combo with like the rose water and the oil um, then that will feel so natural on your skin and if it doesn't have any perfume or additives you don't necessarily need to wash it off but what about the um, toxins in the air and the pollution and stuff yes yeah, so that will be my next point if um, most of us are living you know in conditions that have a lot of pollution so it would be good to cleanse the skin but if you don't have any product on it can be enough with hot water or warm water and a washcloth 
um, because in that way you don't compromise your skin barrier, but you remove this kind of outer layer um, of pollution from just the outside world. And I know a lot of skincare people will just kind of, they will be so mad at me for saying this, uh, but that is the truth when you look at it from a skin barrier perspective. So if you are wearing makeup or sunscreen, obviously you want to clean that off before you go to bed and have your uh, healing sleep. Um, so that I would recommend um, an oil cleanser. You can just use the same oil that you apply on your skin, unless it's a really like expensive oil. Um, and then using a hot washcloth and just kind of laying it on and letting it kind of steam and melt away. Uh, the oil and the makeup or sunscreen um, and then just remove it and maybe re repeating that a few times if if you have a lot of product on your skin that's what so I recommend it seems like we're over over cleansing that we are yes. obsessed with getting things out I talked with another woman yesterday on the podcast about our obsession with detox you know and that we should cleanse and be raw vegan and as if our bodies are not doing that job but it's like an industry. I also remember you wrote about this, that if we felt good with who we are and just trusted that natural process, a lot of industries would collapse, you know, because they're building uh, their whole businesses on <laughs> us hunting for the perfectionism through chemicals. So, yeah, I haven't used uh, shampoo for three months now. <laughs> and every time I Yay! post this on Instagram... So many people ask me, what the fuck? Like, how do you do it? Uh, I would love to hear more. I'm not an expert, but I think you are. So if somebody wants to test no poo, you know, trying not to use shampoo, where to start? How, what's the process? So what we have to think about is that every time we shampoo, we kind of remove um, the natural oils, you know, from our scalp. Um, and when we do that, our scalp will try to uh, bring it back into balance. So it will produce more oil. So that's the whole kind of case with why we get greasy hair, you know. Um, so the best thing to do is just go cold turkey. I hope that's what you did. Just kind of just quit. And then it will be awful for uh, a few weeks. For some people, it will kind of, it will always be greasy. But if you let it, so you say three months, I'm thinking, hoping that your hair and scalp is mostly normalized by now, because that is what will happen when your scalp um, sebum production, the grease, uh, when that is normalized, that sebum uh, will act as a kind of built-in moisturizer so that it won't only just be up here in your scalp, um, it will also just kind of um, go out into your hair strands and you can help that process by, okay, so first going cold turkey. So just stopping with it. And then you can maybe every other day, just rinse your hair with warm water. If you want it to smell good, you can just take a few drops of essential oil just in your hands, rub them together and just kind of, just kind of rub them into your scalp, but not, not too much so that you will, um, you don't want to kind of disturb the natural process. Um, and then you can use um, a natural hairbrush with like really dense bristles and just brush your hair every day because that way you will kind of brush the sebum out in your hair. And it kind of sounds gross maybe for some people, but it is so natural. It comes from your scalp and it is meant to moisturize your hair and it will, it will give you really, really healthy, shiny hair. 
Wow. So what about conditioning? Should we use that on the ends or? Uh, it kind of, it depends on your, your hair type. If you have really dry hair and, and split ends, you, you can't really do any damage by using some conditioner and it will also make your hair smell good. So um, no right or wrong, just, I guess, do what, do what feels good with conditioner. Is it possible? Uh, my hair is um, bleached and I've used it. I've done so much stuff for it for years. Would it work for me to continue this no poo process, even though it's really damaged? Um, I think you would have to uh, just kind of check in with your hair. Um, but if you will continue to bleach it, you will definitely have to use some more protective products. So this is kind of like a holistic approach, you know, to hair, health and beauty. You have to, if, if you go through with the no poo uh, thing, I it's, it's my opinion that you have to then be extra careful with your hair so that you don't uh, damage it more. What about honey, egg yolk, uh, rye, flour? People use all these things. I've tested this. It it looks much better when I used some of that than just water. What do you think about that? Mm -hmm. Well, because what you're doing is the same thing as shampoo, in a sense. I mean, it's more natural. It's definitely more uh, safe and mild. But you are doing the same thing as the shampoo, which is removing the natural sebum, Um and then that will, in a way, also disturb the, the natural production of sebum. Okay, so you actually recommend doing nothing, just warm or cold water every other day and brushing. Yeah, and that is the more extreme uh, version. Um, and um, some, I can just say, some hair types will never normalize. I mean, if you have kind of more um, thin hair and hair that just kind of lays more along uh, your scalp. Um, the sebum production will maybe never feel like it's going to normalize unless, unless you do it like over a few years, you know, I mean, you can think about how many years you've been using shampoo and then trying to reverse it in a month. Um, um, so if, if, if I were to do it again, now I, I, I personally use shampoo actually, because I just love the, the feeling of, clean hair so this is all about you know the feeling um but if if i were to do it again i would just use nothing at all yeah it's such a interesting experiment just to test it because we think we're addicted to all these things but actually we're not and then we can rather go back as a free choice not because we think we have to um another question so if uh, if we have hormonal acne which is very very normal especially on on the chin and, and the jaw line um where do we start to heal that? That is um, a big question. And I don't have the, the only answer. I mean, I think where you should start is to look at maybe your, um, if you take birth control or any other form of contraceptive, like um, hormonal, um, and maybe try to research how that can affect your hormones and your skin. Um, that will be the first step. Um, and then you can look at the products you're using, how the ingredients there may be affecting your hormones. Um, because some ingredients actually do, you know, have um, some effect on hormones. Um, and also looking at your lifestyle. So this is like the super boring answer, but um, how you sleep, how you eat, this all affects our hormones. And I think um, 
hormone therapy is like we kind of look at it as this um like really isolated thing you know this that um that our hormones is like one thing um kind of the same way that we treat our skin it's like we treat our skin as like just one thing apart from the whole but the hormones in our body i mean it's um it's everything everything is controlled by hormones um and everything we do in turn you know affects the hormones so it's it's kind of just to look at um, your lifestyle and I think the most important thing for hormone uh, for hormone balance is sleep um, when we sleep we do a lot of healing um, and if you don't um, if you don't get enough sleep I would say at least eight hours you you will never in my opinion you will never kind of get this um, hormonal balance right I mean regardless of how many supplements or products or whatever that you use um yeah sleep yeah i haven't had that much sleep i have been uh, up most nights for the last year but i'm still alive <laughs> but it's this goes for general maybe not people with small kids but um so my last question i love supplements you know mm, which five supplements would you recommend like the general woman for skin mm. and you know that. So I would definitely recommend uh, D vitamins. Um, this is not necessarily for skin, but um, this has a lot to do with our immune system and our energy level. And if you live in a place where you don't get sun exposure every day, you will most likely be vitamin D deficient. Um, I would also recommend the uh, ashwagandha which is um, a supplement to uh, combat stress and inflammation in the body, uh, which will also uh, have an effect on your skin if you kind of combine it with more uh, holistic approaches like deep breathing, which is kind of, can I add that as a supplement? Can that be number three, deep breathing? Because that is, I mean, I can list like oral um, supplements here, but deep breathing is definitely... Um, maybe one of the most important supplements. <laughs> um, I would also recommend uh, some form of like deep green algae, maybe like spirulina or chlorella, which is really like detoxifying. Um, and it will also have an effect on the skin and the lymphatic system, um, which will just kind of help support the body's uh, own ability to you know detox itself I'm all about like supporting supplements um, and the last one I think would be um, vitamin c Th these are like super basic supplements I'm not all about like the the really complex stuff but um, when you do the vitamin c it also assists your uh, your cells own ability to turn over so instead of using like a vitamin C serum, which is super popular, you can add it, you know, internally, either in a supplement or eating lots of fruit and veg. <laughs> oh, that's great. Take all of that. But um, yeah. So if you want to learn more about this, you, you put out, you know, information about this on your Instagram. But you also write a lot about lymphatic drainage massage. And it has become very popular to massage your face, you know, with gua sha and your fingers and your hands. And it's, um, it is so good. But I don't want to go too much into that. But I recommend everybody to check that out. Have you like a few sentences on the last? No, a few sentences about that. 
Yeah. So uh, this is probably the most uh, important thing you can do for your face because you are essentially aiding your lymphatic system in removing uh, excess fluids and toxins that lie beneath the skin surface. So when you're massaging your face, and you can do this when you're oil cleansing or just applying your oil, um, and then you are kind of, you're just um, giving your skin some extra support to get more blood flow, more um, lymph circulation, and this will give your skin um, a more healthy glow if you if you keep up with it. So I, I did it for quite some time, then I got so much breakouts, you know, <laughs> because I think I did it too much. <laughs> so now I just stopped <laughs> because I, it came out in all possible ways, not not on the jaw and the chin, but more like in the forehead and like on the sides and also in the back of the head. So I guess it was a lot of dirt to, to come out, you know, but uh, so what is uh, the process? Should I do it less? Should, how much should we do it a day? Could we overdo it? You cannot overdo the facial massage or lymph drainage, no. Uh, so if you do like five to 10 minutes a day and you get the breakouts like you experience, that actually makes me kind of happy because uh, that means it, it, it's working. <laughs> You're kind of, you are, um, it, it's coming to the surface. Um, and there you should actually just continue and if after a week it doesn't improve, then maybe you can look at the oil you're using or something like that. Um, um, but uh, you can definitely not overdo it. And um, you should do it. You can do it every day if you want with your oil cleanse at night. Um, or you can do it every other day or do it like twice a week like you would with a face mask or something, you know. So you can just um, and then you can maybe use a little bit longer, like maybe 10 to 15 minutes. Um, so you should focus on just uh, not too much oil, maybe. So you don't want your hands like slipping all around. You want some grip on your face. Um, and I recommend watching a video the, the first few times. Just have it on your phone, prop your phone up somewhere, and then just follow along um, to do the to do the um, techniques right. Because you want to know where to massage. You know, because we have lymph pathways in the face, and it's um, you can achieve some good results if you know where. Um, precisely where to massage. And this <clears throat> this funny word, is it Japanese? Huasha, guasha, G-U-A-S-H-A or something, yeah. Because many people may wonder, what is that? Is it necessary with the crystal or is it enough with your hands? You can use your hands. Um, the whole point of the guasha tool is to um, get more contact and make it a little bit easier. And some people use the crystals for their more um, energy benefits, which I love, uh, but you can use like, you can use a spoon if you want, you know, <laughs> it, it, um, it doesn't really matter if, if you just want the more physical effects <clears throat> because um, what the gua sha does is kind of more um, specific move the lymph um, and, and it's also um, a harder plate. Like if you have the, the crystal plate, it will, um, you, you can also get like deeper into your muscles. Um, so yeah, you, you can definitely use your hands if you don't uh, own a gua sha stone. If, if you watch a good gua sha video that you like, you can do the same movements with your hands, but it will definitely be easier with a stone also because of the, um, um, the shape and the temperature, your hands will be quite warm, you know, so yeah. Interesting. I will continue then to, because the breakout suddenly stopped. So I'm, I'm going to do it now. <laughs> I'm going to continue. Good. So 
it's interesting how it starts from the inside to um yeah so all of this you know massage and the product is like a bonus on top of that continuous process of loving ourselves so it's more like a fun thing and also when the breakouts come it's we can laugh about it a little bit you know it's not that serious the obsession of beauty is so strict and it's so um everywhere and could we laugh about it a little bit more maybe not like it's so serious this i'm so i'm going to be so perfect but the times where my skin is really beautiful yes i may be more happy but i don't feel more worthy i'm not really a better person i'm not a better wife sometimes when i've had really bad skin i've been the best wife because every facade was teared down i was so real and so accessible and i just gave up and i just gave up i'm like i'm not pretty today i'm ugly here i am take me as i am and that made such a connection with my husband when i'm going all into that but sometimes when i'm extremely beautiful and i feel on top i also get this facade i'm like dana look at me <laughs> and i miss i lose the connection with my heart because i want the world to see the face so i think i think it's time to to lose the facade a little bit and to discover what real joy is and you know all the hormones that starts to produce when we relax into who we are they must make us really beautiful and that means the beauty we feel not what we necessarily see do you have any last words dear wilde <laughs> i just want to say i agree so much with you and especially this feeling of uh, more connection with uh your heart when you're not like having this perfect facade um if we can just embrace that more and just laughing more about just laugh about the facade i mean what what are we doing i mean this is just life we're like running around on this rock you know i mean um definitely into the more laughing about it yeah thank you <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode with me and Vilde. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, or if you have any questions, please let me know on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn. You can find me at Tiler Repsum or at Oslo Raw. You can subscribe and follow the Oslo Raw podcast on iTunes, Spotify to catch the next episode. And if you enjoyed this, I would be very happy if you headed over to iTunes podcast to rate and review this show. Thank you and have a lovely day.